Howdy. Welcome to Unsafe Space, everyone. You're watching Kofefi Break here. It is Monday, some day of December. December 13th, 2021. I'm Carter, and I am joined, as always, by a woman, mostly in a hat, named Carrie Smith. Hello, Carrie. Carter. Hello, Carter Laren. Um, <laughs> if it's your all, first time here... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do you want to do a thing? If it's your first time here, this room sounds big and echoey. The lighting is bad. The audio is bad. This is because I'm in the middle of moving. I'm just going to have to say this every time because I feel bad. I feel bad. I, I listened to the audio of one of them. Thank you guys for sticking with us during this transitional period. <laughs> I'm hoping by January 1st, I will be in the new house, the new old house to do these anyway. But. This is like me apologizing for tech issues. You're like, stop it, Carter. And I'm like, okay, Carrie, yeah. just stop being self-conscious about your big empty room. You can just identify <laughs> as a big empty room. <laughs> like they do at Google. Yeah. Um, if it's your first time watching, this is a live show we do every Monday and Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific. And we are streaming on YouTube, Utreon, Odyssey, I think DLive, probably Facebook, uh, minus whomever is banning us for whatever reason at the moment. We're also on Twitter at underscore unsafe space. And you can find us as always at unsafespace.com. We stream there. That's the best place to find us because we won't ban ourselves. We promise. Um, what else? Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Susan is is battling for our subscribers. So she likes to unsubscribe you. So go make sure you're still subscribed if you think you are. Okay. I didn't realize we were on DLive. It sounds like a comedy sketch. Like the... I think we are on DLive. I it's I remember setting it up. <laughs> DLive. And I think it's just part of the thing that happens, but I actually have never checked what's going on. Do you remember on. did you ever watch Key and Peele comedy show? Um Jordan Peele and Keegan Michael Key. They they did his no. bit where they called they mispronounced all the white kids' names in class. The teacher's like, D nice. D nice, are you here? And this girl's like, Denise? <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> D live sounds like that. <laughs> D live. Yep. D nice. Yep. Um, uh, and we have one more announcement before we move on. Oh. Book club. Uh, hold on. I have I have a pile of books. It's underneath book club it's at the bottom. Is that one. There it is. Here. A week from yesterday. It's going to be on December yes. 19th. This month we're doing. Uh, nonfiction, we're back to nonfiction, Black Rednecks and White Liberals by Thomas Sowell. And it's always free to join and participate in our book club. You can find out more info at unsafespace.com on the book club page. You can also watch all the old discussions. And the following month, we're reading Dostoevsky, Crime and Punishment. I can't ever get it. <laughs> it's fine. It was good. Okay. It was excellent. It was perfect. Mandy, the Russian bot, can tell us how, how you did on Um. Yeah, you can also listen to the audiobook. I'm enjoying I'm I have the book, but then I ended up getting the audiobook for not crime and punishment for um the Thomas Soul book. And it's yes. it's a good it's good for audio. The guy's a good reader. He's good at switching. He does like mild accents for everything. So when he's speaking as Thomas Soul, he sounds normal, but then he like he'll he'll he's really good at being the redneck. When he when there's a quote or whatever from someone in the south, he's he switches to a little twang. It's pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, oh gosh, what was I going to say? Somebody, I just saw somebody in the chat distracted me because they said Carrie's transitioning into Kyle. 
from South Park. This I, house. I was, <laughs> I was just reading that. I was like, I, I was reading that and looking back at you and reading it and looking at you and reading it. And like, I'm like, I guess she kind of is. <laughs> this is a gift. We have a lot of knitters in the community. There's even a whole unsafe space knitting telegram. And they are very talented and very generous. And this one, this one was a gift from Heather, two nine six. I love this one. I love this time of year because I get to wear all the stuff that knitters made. Yeah. So, um. Anyway. All right. Well, oh, one more thing. I I didn't even tell you this before the show because we were talking about something else. This Friday, Josh Slocum is back on Unsafe Space for Coffee Break. Oh right. It just seemed like a fun thing, and he was like, "Yeah, sure, I'm down." Okay. So... Can I tell you yesterday, Mikey and I appeared as special guests on his private, he does a private video yes. yep. movie club with his subscribers. And we got to all watch, rewatch Mommy Dearest and together. And he has some really funny people in his group. And it was so cathartic to watch that with a group of people. It was fun. <laughs> I've never seen it. Carter. <laughs> I don't even know what it's, wait, what's it about? It's about Joan Crawford. It's based on the I thought book it was Joan Crawford okay. that her daughter Christina Crawford wrote. Her her okay. Joan was definitely borderline or some type of cluster B. I think borderline. Josh thinks okay. borderline. Um that book was really important to me when I when I found that because it <laughs> as I, I talked about that with him in his show. But anyway, anyway, the movie was really cathartic to see with people. And there's there's parts that are really emotional, but there's also like a campiness to it. It's really funny. And so it's one of those movies where you can have a lot of laughs. Okay. Faye Dunaway plays Joan Crawford and she's excellent. She's like channeling her. So anyway, cool. that happened. That was fun. How was your weekend? Good, good. It was good. My daughter made me get up at 4.45 yesterday morning to watch the final grand prix for formula one which was being broadcast at 5 a.m because it was in abu dhabi and it was exciting i'm glad i got up but i was tired i'd had to take a nap like an old man she didn't she went horseback riding and i took a nap so <laughs> but whatever uh yeah. we're at the old man crazy. stage of life like we're, <laughs> I, I, realize, I keep i keep ex having to accept this in different ways then i'll deny it again then i'm like oh no that's i've entered it <laughs> Yeah, no, stage. I'm definitely. She was like, "I'm going horseback riding." I'm like, "I'm gonna." Yeah, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, it was a great race. Someone says it was such a good race. I we had so we're Max Verstappen fans. No, no, no one cares about this except for the two people in chat. We're Max Verstappen fans, and we had totally resigned ourselves to Lewis Hamilton ourselves to Lewis Hamilton winning. It looked like he was going to win, and then uh, some stuff happened at the end in the last lap proved to be the entire the entire season was distilled into one lap at the end. And yeah, I see people in here saying it was a great race. Yeah, it was real and it was controversial in a lot of ways as well, I think. So, um anyway, we can move on from Let's move on. One. So, there is a UPS guy just pulled up. This is I'm going to have to meet myself. <laughs> All righty. I guess we're going to stay on Formula 1. <laughs> well, Gary Go deals goes and deals with her UPS guy. Uh, I only got into Formula One this year, and I do enjoy it. It's uh, a lot of strategy. You realize how much of it is about, like, there's a driver, and then so much of it is the car, 
that the driver has no control over. Like he's works, you know, he's at whatever team he's at and like they have whatever car they have. Right. So Mercedes clearly has a better car than everyone else. Um, and then, and then there's a lot of strategy and strategy was what happened on Sunday. It was Max Verstappen drives for Red Bull and, and his main opponent was driving for Mercedes and it was, came down to a strategy issue. Um, so, all right. Carrie's back. People can be done that we got. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look at this little guy. <laughs> he's got, he's like, I only have three jobs. Let me do one of them. One of them is barking at the, any delivery guy. Is the other one looking at the camera? No, his other jobs are number one and number two. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry I asked, Gary. <laughs> it's a euphemism. I'll just be like, well, he did his first job and not his second job. We need to go for a longer walk. <laughs> um, righty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please tell me you have something else that you want to talk about. <laughs> I do. I do. I actually have something serious. I have something ser- somewhat serious. And also, um, okay. So <laughs> this weekend, I know you haven't seen it yet. Mike Harlow, our friend Mike Harlow, did a video called The Truth About Carlin Borisenko. I'm going to use her name just this once. <laughs> Um, and then I don't want to say it again because I think it's like, if you say her name three times, she'll appear and boil a bunny on your stove. If you look into the camera. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So anyway, if you haven't seen this video yet, I do recommend it. If you don't like drama, skip it. I wouldn't watch it except for. I I gotta be honest. I probably won't watch it. It's very personal to me. Here's why I would say to watch it, though, if you have an interest outside of drama, because it's not just drama. It's also a very good case study in in red flags for spotting a malignant narcissist and a sociopath and understanding the phenomenon of how people can fall for, for not just psychopaths, but psychopathic ideology and become animated by them and almost used by them. There are hundreds of comments on the video. And a lot of those are from people who said, I believed her. I believed her and I did this thing for her. I did this thing for her. I wrote this angry email. I contacted this person. I did this and horrified that they did those things, but, but they shouldn't feel embarrassed. Like those things are I think this is why this is interesting. It's fascinating. It's human nature, I think, sometimes to get swept up, swept up into things because, especially for normal people, because you want to believe that everyone has, everyone is, has the same intentions or motivations as you. It's sort of like, you can't believe that somebody would lie about something so big because you never would. And so it just wouldn't occur to you. We've talked about this before when it comes to on a large scale, people believing the big lie, you know, as Hitler talked about it, he said governments should tell lies as big as possible. The bigger, the better, because he said people can't fathom a lie that big. Most people can't because they don't tell lies that big. And so that's why it's interesting. I think even if if you're a person who avoids drama, because I think it's a it's a case study in what happened with her, why people got sucked into it. And then I wrote an essay about it. I could never do, first of all, I could never do what Mikey did. 
those are his talents, his strength. He's he's managed he manages to be funny and lighthearted about something really awful. And he also had to sit with, I can't even imagine sitting with, I've never watched, she's done, I, I don't know how many, the, people used to tell me when, whenever she would do an attack video on me and attack posts. And, and I just asked all my friends a long time ago, quit telling me, but last count, there were 20 attack videos on me. No, 12. I think it's probably up to 20 now. <laughs> 12. I, we've never done a video on her, on, about her on the show. Never. Carter, I mean, you, now, I guess, but well, until now, but we've never done, so, I'm ne and I'm never going to do a tit for tat. Look at this. Look, I couldn't do it because I couldn't sit with all that stuff. So can we give a I little watched, background? Cause, cause I don't, yeah. I don't think people realize why you are a target um, yeah. or, or even her relationship. So Carlin came out of the unsafe space community. Yeah. She was in book club. Um, she was one of the knitters who found us along with all the mm -hmm. other knitters. Mm -hmm. After we did our knitting videos that that were uh, about Catherine Jepson Moore's Colette articles, yeah. So so that all happened. She uh, and then she she was in some book club videos and stuff, and then she wrote an essay that got a lot of um, attention publicly. And so she was, uh, I think she was on Fox or whatever. She got vaulted mm -hmm. into the limelight, um, and and I think we had her back once after that, maybe. We took um, her in good faith. I appeared on her show. You appeared and on her show. And we had her on. And we no, had I don't her on the show. Did I? I don't think I ever appeared. Did I? Oh, I thought you did. I've never watched the videos. I, I don't think I did. I can't. I've never even watched all the attack videos. I can't. And right. seeing clips of them, Mikey had to sit through all that stuff and get clips. I could never do that. I That was the first time I had seen clips of her where she's like screaming into the camera and saying my name. And right. So, so let's, can we, can we just, yeah. someone says I was on her show, Beverly. Okay. So I just want to, I want to back up and do the history. Cause I like, okay. so this is the origin. This is where she came. This is what happened. We were friendly with her early on. Um, I'm not going to talk about my own red yeah. flags or gut reaction to anything, whatever. Like, we, we, but you did we, have gut reactions. Sure. But we yes. overrode some stuff and like, okay, whatever. She's an ally in the cause and she's coming from our community. So we trust her and blah, blah, blah. Um, but slowly over time, things started to deteriorate. And I don't remember exactly when, but she started coming after you, I think because Hard. you criticized something about mobs or something online. That yeah, she so she, yeah. so we had, people People want to believe that other, other people are well-intentioned and they will sometimes ignore their gut reaction. My gut never set right with the way that she pedestaled me. Okay, so she would praise me, but not in, it didn't feel like a genuine way. It was over the top. It was like the way narcissists do. It, it was, it was building me up for some other ends. It just felt wrong, but I ignored that. I ignored it. And um, anyway, the first thing that red, big red flag for me was the Ingleside Hotel thing, which Mikey details in the video. You can watch that if you want to see it, but you were there too. She, oh, I remember that. And I ended yeah. up having a conversation. So that I remember having a conversation with several hotel employees because they were nothing but nice to us. And so I started yes. asking because I didn't know I was we didn't we were still on speaking terms and friendly with her at that point. But she was making these claims. And I was like, oh, this is this they seems, didn't add up. This, 
it doesn't yeah it doesn't jive with my experience and that's when the the hotel employee was like we just had donald trump jr here like two weeks ago like well most of us are pro-trump mike pence like, yeah, yeah like this is a pro-trump hotel i'm like really uh so that's when like that's when there were some intellectual pieces that came together that weren't just gut pieces that were like oh something's yes. not adding up intellectually here um and so we started exploring more and yeah you can pick up the story after i actually stopped paying attention to her after that yeah just, so at my that point, my option was like i'm gonna check out i'm that, that was it yeah. i was done so at that point you're right it's like you have you and you always told me listen to your gut but verify with information and with facts and that that was verification that her story was not true there were parts of her story she sent a cancel mob after that hotel they were inundated with a lot of people who've since apologized for being a part of it, but they were inundated with phone calls. They got a bomb threat. All of the other attendees of MythCon, we were there for Better Discourse Conference. They needed security. They they ne they never publicized the name of the hotel because they've had Antifa and people target them in the past. They had high profile people there, like Milo was there that year. They kept the hotel secret even from the attendees until the last minute. She went online and made all these attack videos telling the name and the address of the hotel. There was a bomb threat. We couldn't check in, none of us. They, like a wedding got canceled. There was a wedding there that day. She didn't care about the safety of any of the people there that were coming there. So even if her story had been true, the way she handled it was egregious. I would never handle something that way. She posted videos where she admitted that she had threatened them. This is the only part of the story I think is true where she was like, she pulled that disgusting chank Unger thing. Do you know who I am? <laughs> like, I'm gonna bring a rain of social media scorn down. It's so gross. And then did it. And I watched her on Twitter do it and, and, and tweet stuff about how gleeful it made her. That's sick. That bothered me because when I say I'm against cancel mobs, I mean what I say. <laughs> Even if they had done that to her, what she said, which I don't believe it, but even if they had done it and kicked her out because of a MAGA hat, Mikey was wearing MAGA stuff. They 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 were Trump people there. They did not care. Mikey intentionally even, went over the top with MAGA yes. stuff to goad the hotel into doing something. Yes, and they loved he it. After heard about it. And they were like, oh, hey. It was yeah, they were Trump people. But even if the story had been true, that is not an, an, an evolved person. You don't behave that way. You don't set a mob on them. You don't encourage that. That's that's what you've been saying you were against. You're a hypocrite. So that was a massive red flag for me. I only want to associate with honest people. <laughs> I only want my name associated with honest people. We're all flawed. This isn't about a flawed person. This isn't about a mistake. And it, and it became apparent much later that that was true, that it wasn't just a mistake. The next, we didn't say anything. I didn't do any, I didn't distance myself. Car Carter and I quietly made the decision we are not gonna be associated with her anymore, publicly. What these people do, and I've since learned a lot about narcissists, I've had to, they pedestal you, they pedestal people, they see something in that they want. They study them. She studied us. She studied Mikey. She studied Tim Pool. She studied James Lindsay. She studied all kinds of people. She takes things of theirs, mannerisms, words, ideas. She builds this mask, a skin suit 
And then she wears this mask. She It's like a predator who looks, puts on a suit to look like the prey. I've had people say to me in the past year, she's still a social justice warrior. She's just in disguise. No, I don't even think that's it. She's not anything. She's not a social justice warrior. She's not a conservative. She's not, she's just a narcissist sociopath. Like she, they, they're, they're just out to feed on people. It's like, how many people can I hurt? How much power and fame and money can I gain for myself? And I will use any, they will use any ideologies, other people's beliefs, anything to build that mask, to get you to trust them, to get those things for themselves. People do it in the social justice world all the time. There are true believers there, but there's also a bunch of con artists. This is a, a con artist who also is a sadist and likes hurting people. So <laughs> I didn't intend to get this detailed into it. We've done our best not to talk about it, but you know, when Mikey did that video, I couldn't, I couldn't watch all that stuff that she said. I've never, everyone tells you all the advice I got all year was you have to ignore this kind of person. And so I tried to ignore it. She did stuff I can't even, I can't even explain. Like, I mean, I'm going to get through this. She did a one, just one thing she did. She made memes attacking herself. This is so Jussie Smollett. She did memes attacking herself and she put my name and Cassandra Fairbanks name on it. She has tons of targets. We're not the only ones. She put Cassandra Fairbanks name and my name on it. Like we like we made these memes of her. First of all, as if I would ever make a meme about her. I am not like you. <laughs> and then she, as if somebody, if somebody, the person who would make a meme like that, as if they would be dumb enough to put their name on it. Like, that's so stupid. She posted these memes, like Jesse Smollett. Look at these hate things Carrie and Cassandra made. I started getting text messages during a live show from people who were alarmed. They're like, Oh my God, she's sharing these images now. And I I have fight or flight whenever I see her name. I've blocked her on everything. I try not to read her stuff. I only see it when the parody account posts it, which the parody account makes me laugh. It gives me levity. It gives other of her victims, her targets, levity about something awful. So that's the only time I see her stuff or when people send me things like this. And so come to find out Adam, Adam's, thank you, Adam Coleman. He just gave us a super chat. He says, I think Mikey is right. Give it time and she'll write a book about how she left the right. Yes, she will do this. We've heard from countless people. She is blackmailing people currently right now. <laughs> like anyway, Adam Coleman, he saw that fake meme that she made on her Twitter. That's where it came from. And he posted it in the, our book club. And then she took screenshots of that and used it to try and convince people that we had created it. And it's like, how do you even counter something like that? The goal of it, I had to ignore stuff like that every week for over a year. She would post pictures of my house on Twitter and I would get screenshots of it from people. And then she would go on Twitter and accuse me of doing that to her. There's no, I've never done anything like that to her that you'll never find anything like that. It doesn't exist. It's Darvo, it's, it's, um, Denying reverse victim order. But ignoring that stuff for a year, like, 
here's the the lesson I've learned about it. And this is like, this is a silver lining. I learned a lot about psychopaths. <laughs> I learned a lot about psychopathic ideology because of what's been happening the past two years with COVID, with woke ideology. And this is a lesson. Sometimes lessons are very painful. This is a very painful lesson, but I, I understand so much better now. <laughs> like people are afraid. Okay. Fear is normal. You've said this before, Carter, fear and ambition are normal. There's nothing wrong with them by themselves, but when they become prioritized, like as the most important thing, if they become out of order, if ambition becomes greed, if it becomes at the top of your hierarchy, your ambition is up here, or your 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 fear becomes up here, it's cowardice. Now it's cowardice. And those are the reasons that bad ideologies, all the authoritarianism we're, we're ushering in over COVID, we're doing that because of cowardice, because people are so afraid of what other people will think of them. They're so afraid of what if people think I'm anti-science? What if people think I'm a bad person? What if people think I'm a racist? You know, they comply with all the stuff with woke and with COVIDianism because they're so afraid of what people will think of them. And so when I learned, I had to learn this last year, everybody was saying, don't make a video, don't respond, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. And what I had to learn was it is okay if nobody believes you and if everybody believes this person, it is okay. You have to say the truth. You have to live in the truth anyway. You're not owed anything. You're not owed anyone believing you. It's okay. <laughs> I know, I know, it's not, but it was actually, this was a relief to learn this. It was like this freedom, just like the freedom of when I left woke ideology, I had to learn this lesson then, it's okay. It's okay, they're gonna call me white supremacist or racist or whatever for leaving my cult. That's fine. It's okay what people think about you. And I had to learn that lesson. And I feel like this is what's poisoning us as a culture is people are so afraid of what other people think of them. And if they, what if other people have the wrong idea about me? And I'll, I, I've talked for a while, Carter. I'm going to tell you one quick fun thing that'll make you laugh. Okay. This is in the essay that I wrote. This guy recently, a couple of months ago, you know that game? Um, would you rather? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He asked me and he was like, would you rather have a bear? Would you rather have sex with a bear and have nobody ever find out? Or would you rather not have sex with the bear, but have everybody think you did on social media and everything? And I was like, well, duh, I'd rather not have sex with a bear, but have everybody think I did. And he was shocked. And he got really serious and he was like, he was like, well, I mean, I, I mean, I would rather fuck the bear and have nobody know. I mean, you'd be destroyed otherwise. Like he was, and it just made me feel so sad and sick. And like this guy, that's, that's what culture's like right now. People are so afraid of what other people think of them. He was telling me he would rather defile himself in another creature than to have people yeah. think untrue awful things about him. I mean, I don't think that's unique to this period in history. I think there's a biological imperative to care about what people around you think and not be ostracized. Right. So, yeah. um, 
I can see people willing to do horrible things provided that they don't get kicked out of the tribe for them. Right. And getting kicked out of the tribe is death, right? Like the biologically. Right. So, um, this is why for children, um, abandonment or rejection is so, uh, impactful, right? Because to a child in nature, it literally means death, right? If you're, if your parents abandon you in nature as a child, you die. Um, yes. and so that threat even persists in mod- in, mod- in the modern world. If you have this feeling like you're going to be abandoned or that you might be abandoned, it's, it's a, it's a reaction to the fear of death, which makes sense. Um, there's so much but, of that right now, the fear of death. Well, I mean, I think, look, with respect to, <clears throat> with respect to Carlin, I mean, that's the second time. Please don't say her name the third time. Okay. <laughs> my, I'm, I'm not superstitious. My, uh, <laughs> one of my big issues. So obviously I'm not having the emotional reaction, but she didn't come after me personally. Yeah. Um, she, she did not come after me personally. I'm doing this show because I care about fighting for Western civilization. And yes. this is a distraction. Yes. Um, explaining that there is a narcissist horrible person in the world and fighting with them online is a distraction. It's a distraction. It's not at all getting me towards the goal of saving Western civilization. And so, um, and one thing that you'll read, if you read some Gavin De Becker, uh, he wrote a book called gift of fear. You can read about this. Um, the way to get, there are, there are personalities. These tend I mean, he's talking about it in the context of stalkers and celebrities, but it's the same mentality. There are personalities that just want attention. Yes. They want attention. And they will goad you and goad you and goad you until something upsets you enough on Twitter or wherever it is that you respond. Negatively is fine. That then gives them the attention that they want. They can go make reaction videos on locals and they have some more material for another two weeks about how horrible you are. And then they're re-energized into fighting the battle. So my response to her was. I just ignore it. I just don't care. I I literally just don't care that she's not the only predatory narcissist on the planet. She has a platform, but I don't care. I don't yes, care. I don't want to. I will say I this. Like, no, I, I think your response is right. However, she didn't attack you the same way she did Mikey or me or some of the knitters. There's some well, of the knitters I, in my defense. I would say you I and know. Mikey both put yourself into situations that let her do that, right? Mikey was no, on shows with her for a long I kn- time. I know, but Carter, just hear me for one second and consider this. It's not just that. There is something special about some people that she fixates on. Sure, that I agree with. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the two knitters that she did this to, who she created part of her personality from, two of the knitters who were on Ravelry fighting back actually fighting back against social justice people. She saw something in them that she wanted to be. She befriended them, pumped them for info, took their stories, created her mask from them. So there's something about these kind of people. They're attracted to certain people. Yes. And, you know, we could do a whole show on predators and what they see in some people that lets them know that they might be able to get further with that person. Um, a lot of, this is why you see sometimes abused women return to the same, same type right. of 
narcissist over and over and over in relationships. Right. I don't yeah. doubt any of that. And I'm not arguing yes. that I am right. saying my original advice to you, which yes. you took sporadically. I took sporadically. Was, yes. Do not respond. And I stand by that advice. It's the same advice that you would give to anyone being stalked by a stalker. Do not yes. respond. And every time you responded, it gave her more energy. To it was worse. Keep the battle going. Yes. Right. But again, I've been through this. So I've learned a few things from it. I don't necessarily think I was wrong for responding in a measured way. I still don't know what the answer is because I'll tell you this. I've heard from countless people in the past day who are on Mikey's video and talking to me who I came to the belief that it doesn't matter if everyone believes her, not me, like what you're saying, I'm just not going to say anything. And then occasionally I would be so hurt and, and, that you had, you felt like you. That I felt like I had to set the record straight in what little way I could on Twitter. We never did videos. Like I said, she's done over a dozen about me. I've never, I've t I think I may have talked about on Facebook once, Instagram once. She's in countless posts about me, videos about me on all these platforms. And it was like, I think the balance I was trying to strike, I, I, I still don't know what the answer is, but I'll say this. There were people who said, because you never said anything, I believed her. I never heard your side of anything. And it's like, right. well, on the one hand, I guess that's okay. That's like, that's what I had to come to terms with. It was like, it's okay if all those people believe her, I just have to stay quiet. But it, but then on the other hand, I don't know because Mikey was brave enough. Mikey did what I think, I, I could never do that. It's like someone who has to go down into the sewer and sit in the sewer for a while with all that nasty sewage looking through it to put this video together. But what he did, there are, People in there saying, thank you for doing this. I get it now. I understand it now. These missing pieces. I couldn't understand it. So I can't do that. That's not my talent. And like I said, he made it fun too. He made it lighthearted. I would have just cried and ranted. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I'm just, I don't, I have yeah, a prediction. Anyway, yes. This will lead to, I know the, yes. This isn't over. Oh, I know. Right? I know. And, it, and I know. think about the time and energy that Mikey has spent on this. Like I, again, like I get setting the record straight. I get that like, oh, look at all this good where some people are seeing who she, her first shoe, who, who she is, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you know what? Even silently people, it just took them longer. Right. Yeah. Countless people have said, I used to watch her, but then blah, 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 yeah. blah, without us saying anything. And yeah, they've come right. over and been like, you know what? I, right. some, they figured it out on their own. Like yeah, but I get you can fight this battle and maybe you could win in some way. I'm not completely convinced of that because all she wants is attention. So anything you do to interact is what she wants. Um, yes. But it's kind of like the uh, it's kind of like the bad guy in Fifth Element, right? They're that big, like dark, dark blob <laughs> coming and they're like, what What do I have that's bigger than 250 or whatever he can shoot at it? Like, they're like, no, stop shooting at the fucking thing. <laughs> like, it's, like, cut it out. Just knock it off. Yes. Like, well, I'll, I will say this. I, like I said, the, the piece I wrote, when you read it, it's not really even about her or me or any one person in particular. It's about fear and about people being controlled by allowing cowardice to control them. And the thing is, nobody, I wouldn't have even had to grapple with this decision for a year if there had been more people who spoke up, but I get why they don't. They're also terrified. All these people are writing me and Mikey and other people who have now said something. They're like, here's my story. I, 
it's the same reason it's the same reason people stay quiet about Harvey Weinstein or Jeffrey Epstein. No. Really? No, but no. let me finish my point, then you can tell me what you disagree with. Here's my point. Okay. Two things they want from those people. I I know because I've asked people who were telling me, I privately agree with everything you're saying, but publicly I'm afraid of her and I'm gonna have to keep liking stuff. I'm like, okay, we why are you telling me this? Do whatever Here's you need to do. There's a third option. Don't right? engage with her. You At don't all. have to like stuff. Just don't no. engage with her. Right. No, Carter, listen to me. I I don't care about that person. I wasn't even, they're writing me unprovoked. Like, I don't I'm care saying, what you do. I'm, I'm talking to them. Like right. they don't, they, they're giving oh, you two yeah. options. I could either fight her, Carrie, or I could keep liking her, Carrie. And Carrie can say back, there's a third option, person. You don't have to do either one of those things. You can right. pretend like you've never heard of this person and move on with your fucking life and do something more important. That's right. my point. Yes. Right. And Harvey so, Weinstein's different because I didn't he's... finish why I oh, say okay. it. No, okay. no, this is the, the, that person and a couple of others told me and helped me understand this better. Help me understand this phenomenon better. There were two reasons people gave for, I'm not talking about the people who couldn't see what she was. I'm talking about the people who could see it and mm, said, right. I'm going to keep allowing this public association or whatever it is I'm doing. One reason people said was uh, they they're getting something from her. That's, that's what I mean about like greed it, ambition become greed where it's like, I would do something, but I want this thing. And they, I perceive, I perceive this person as powerful and they could give me this thing. Like Harvey Weinstein can give me a role. Um, one was greed. The other was cowardice. It was fear that's become high prioritized where they're like, well, I'm afraid of what this person would do to me in Harvey Weinstein's case, ruin me in Hollywood, tell other people things about me and so that they never hire me or whatever. Um, or in this person's case, she made direct threats to people that she would destroy them and like, you know, whatever. So it's that fear thing. Though That's how I compared it. That's what I mean when I say it's similar. It's not the exact same, but I think it's similar. I think that's why people stay quiet. When you look at Harvey Weinstein, I couldn't understand for a long time. How does everybody know and do nothing? How does everybody know about someone? Cosby, Bill Cosby. I worked in comedy. Everybody did know. Even in my little weird corner of the comedy world, people talked about it all the time. They knew it was a, it was just like a known fact that he does this, but nobody ever did anything. Why? He's, they perceive well, him as powerful. Here's here, the, the distinction that I want to draw. I mean, there's, there's a lot to unpack in everything you just said. The distinction I want to draw right off the bat between someone like Bill Cosby and Carlin is Bill Cosby used the initiation of the use of force to physically assault people. Like drugging someone's drink and having sex with them is not the same as being oh, a I, Carter, I agree with that. This is like I, I understand. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm not saying you don't agree with it. Okay. I'm 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 drawing some distinctions here. So okay. if you know that someone is raping people, you it's not okay to just ignore it and move on with your life. Like, no, <laughs> something needs to be done about that. That there are innocent victims that this person is, you know, going after and doing like that's I get that. Like, I'm not saying be quiet and let Bill Cosby continue to operate in Hollywood. That makes no sense. You do need to stand up for it. However, um, so that was one case. Another case was, I think you said, they get, you're getting something out of it. Like, that's just mm -hmm. immoral. 
Like you don't you don't deal with a toxic person who you know is doing destruction because you're getting something out of it. That's just a horrible you're you're just a horrible person if that's the trade off you're making. I know Hitler's really bad, but I like the I like I, you know I like that the traffic is better under Hitler. Like okay, um, that's nice. Well, but that's not a moral person. I don't. I guess I don't disagree. I, I guess I do disagree with you on the distinction between how people react. I think I disagree with you on the distinction between how people react to someone like Cosby versus a narcissist because, and here's why, because both are causing harm. And because I think it's the, it's, What's it's almost like harm mean. Okay. Just let me finish this thought before I answer that. I will answer it. It's almost like when we talk about how, a year, a year and a half ago, we were drawing comparisons between the way people were responding to uh, lockdowns and mass mandates. And, you know, there was that meme, for example, that was like, um, it's just a mask, just put on the mask, just take the vax, mm -hmm. it's just a vac, just get on the boxcar. And people got upset and they said, how are you saying that vax mandates and mass mandates are the same thing as gassing people to death? And it's like, we're not saying that. Those are two very different things. What that meme is doing, though, is saying that 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 part of human nature that allows people to be okay with one of those things is the same part of human nature that leads them to be okay with the other thing, the much worse thing. It, and it's that part of human nature that goes along with authoritarianism or with bad ideology that that, that meme is about. It's, it's criticizing that that part of a human that says I'm going to back down because of cowardice or because of what I think I can get. Um, I'm, but, but anyway, I, but I'm not disagreeing with you I, about how to react to a narcissist. I, th there's tons of literature on it. They all say gray rock. I'm just saying it was a unique situation I don't know what the answer is on how to deal with a person like this. I tried to strike a balance. I think it this will be this will be the only point. time we ever talk about it on this show, ever. Yeah, yeah for anyone I, who I, knows, like. <laughs> I I think so. How to react to it? It does depend on your goal. If your goal oh. is I want to expose this toxic person, I don't want other people to fall prey to this. I want to expose. This is a crusade. I'm going to go on the crusade of exposing this person before this person does more damage. And I want everyone to know like, well, then obviously you can't not interact. Like you got to pick up the gauntlet and fight. And, and if you're going to do that, you might as well fight with everything you've got to the death, right? Like you might as well just go all out. Right. So, which is fine. And, and Mikey apparently have decided like, that's, that's what he wants to do. He wants to like, he wants to do but that. He's right? no, but he's also nuanced. He's only doing okay. one video. He's like, this is what I decided that I'm willing to do. And I think I have to do, Okay. but you know, he's not going to do, I think he's probably done, I don't know, 10, 15 videos on him now. <laughs> like, it's like, right. I do, yeah. I, yeah. I, I guess, I guess for me, you know, I, when I look at it, I'm again, I'm not saying that this is how you have to react to it. I'm saying right. if the drama is so impactful that it causes you real pain in your life, you don't actually have to engage with this person. Like there's no right. you don't actually have to engage with them. Right. They're not. You can just not in, you can just not engage with them and do something else. And and when this started to come up from, you know, I was like, well, I'll just 
I just don't want to just just move on. Like, let's just not let's just talk about Western civilization and do other stuff, not get bogged down because it's endless mm-hmm. amount of energy. I mean, the amount of emotional energy and drama and like, it's, which, it's by the way, no for anybody, it wasn't even a question. We were always agreed on. We will never do a video. <laughs> it wasn't even a right, conversation. Right, right. It was like, duh, right. that's not what our channel is. And I know that YouTube is there's a whole yeah. genre of videos of like attack videos and this person and that. And it seems like, well, she thrives on those things. And it, it's like, well, you're not going to turn us into you. Like that's the other thing about these right. people is I think, I think they enjoy it's, it's the whole thing about uh, don't wrestle with a pig because you just get muddy and the pig enjoys it. Like they yeah, want we've got a you, job to do, which yeah. is not, which is not bitching about toxic right. people on like, right. that's just not what we're doing. Right? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. They exist. I, in this context for this video, for two reasons, I think it's okay. One is it's clearly had a big impact on you and it's important to just talk about it. And two is, and well, and also Mikey made a video recently, so it's kind of in the news now. Um, and two is it's, you know, it is good as an example of like, look, here's some red flags. Like I've gone back. I went back and thought to myself, oh, what were the things that bothered me that I ignored? Um, and how can I no- notice that in the future? Yes, right? that's like why that's, that's instructive. That's and I would say that's mm-hmm. why the video too is instructive. It it really it's just a case study in that. One yep. of the one of the red flags before we move on, I'll just say was one more thing was because uh, I didn't even when we were telling the story, I didn't even distance myself from her really until after like the third red flag. The first was the Ingleside Hotel. The second one was when she went on a tweet rampage against Tim Pool, which has become very common for her now. But that was the first time I'd ever seen that. Just her just relentlessly going after someone. She was so angry that he had Vosh on, Vosh, Vosh. She was so mad. She wanted him to be deplatformed. And Tim Pool pointed out on Twitter, like, dude, this is the same deplatforming argument that people make about not having Alex Jones on. Like, I'm not going to, you're an SJW. What's wrong with you? And then she started to quit. So first she was supporting deplatforming, which, okay, yeah, you're not what you say you are. You, all of your words mean nothing because you say you're against cancel culture. You form a cancel mob to go after Ingleside. You say you're against deplatforming. You support deplatforming. And then, so what did she do? Then she equivocated on the definition of deplatforming, like an SGW does, where they're like, well, colorblind actually means this, but actually, you know, it's like that, like, well, deplatforming, no, you're just trying to defend your disgusting behavior. So that was the second big red flag. And and then the third was threatening people. She threatened people publicly on Twitter, like to hurt them, to, to, to reveal secrets that she knew, like that would hurt them, personal things. And then I... I saw her, several of us saw her at Walkaway DC telling people all these just vile gossip that may or may not have been true about people just to bring them down. Not just, not just other speakers. She was telling attendees this stuff. And that was it. That was the final straw. I was like, you're you're a terrible person. I don't want to be associated with you any further. And so I just tried to quietly like unfriend her and block her everywhere. But when you do that, it's like a narcissist is like 
how dare you? You're an appliance of mine. How dare you stop working for me? Like I will make you work in a different way. And now I'm going to make you work for me by attacking you constantly. So it's like you're saying, Carter, you will occasionally be so hurt that you reply. Um, I'm going to tell everybody that you do all the things I do to you. I'm going to tell everybody that you are all the things I am. And it's I'm going to tell everyone this... what you did with that bear. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. And so I learned, I learned so much from it though. So this will be the first and only time we ever address this, you know, unless she, something, I don't know. <laughs> I was about to make a dark joke, but never mind. <laughs> I just, yeah, this will be the only time. And thank you guys for bearing with us. Yeah. And if you've wanted to know why we've been quiet, that's the whole story. And I would definitely recommend you check yeah. out Mikey's video. That's all. I'm going to end this with a, an Ayn Rand quote, which is one of my, it's not even a quote. It's like a, yeah, oh. it's a quote, I guess. She was on the Donahue show. Remember the Donahue show? Yes. Donahue? I <laughs> right. love the Donahue show. I think this is the late seventies or early eight. No, I guess it was like the early eighties. It was, it was um sometime around when Reagan was running for office. And it's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite things she said about politics because everyone gets so wrapped up in the, um, Everyone gets so wrapped up in the personalities. They're like, right? I mean, yeah. but Carlin has said things that are true and good, right? Like yes. some things also that are false and horrible. Yes. Um, but like it, it's a, it's the cult of personality that people get very excited about, right? They get excited about cult of personalities. Mm -hmm. And Donahue says, you know, he's thinking, here's this, here's this Russian lady, this capitalist. Um, and of course, there's this caricature, which isn't true of Republicans as the capitalists and Democrats as the socialists or whatever and whatever so he, he had that caricature in his head and he says he's thinking oh this is going to be she'll have something to say on this and she, he says so what do you think of ronald reagan and she looks at him and she says i don't think of him oh that's in one of her books too that was the end yeah it was she took it took it from a book of hers but like <laughs> yes, it's just such a great it was like I don't think of him. And that was the end. That was like, uh, like I, I don't think of him. Love Good that for quote. you. Just and don't that, think of him. I love that quote. And I, I, okay, since you did that, I'm going to read a poem that means a lot to me. My All husband right. bought me this book of poetry by Hoffitz. Hoffitz. I, I can't, I'm such a bad. This is Say why. It again, 10 times fast. Go. I should only ever write and not speak because. I anyway. feel the same way, but go ahead. <laughs> Uh, gosh, I love this poem. It says, run, my dear, from anything that may not strengthen your precious budding wings. Run like hell, my dear, from anyone likely to put a sharp knife into the sacred, tender vision of your beautiful heart. That's all. Yeah. Well, it's good advice. Generally, we've, we've taught, we've done shows about burning the deadwood and it yes. is good general. It's good advice. Generally, I forget who was it that says you are your five closest friends or something like that. Or there's like some yes. quote about that, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> an it's, average it's, of your. Yeah. So surround yourself with people that you want to be, that you admire. And if you're spending a lot of time family or otherwise with someone that is toxic, stop. Life Jettison. is short. You will die sooner than you think. Don't waste it. Yeah. Jettison those people. Yeah. Let's do some super chats and then we can move on. Huh. I imagine I imagine yeah. Super Chats might um, <laughs> keep us circling this topic for a minute. Yeah. So let's just do them and then we can move on. Uh, let's see. 
Parky Sue. Parky Sue. Hello, lady. She gives us a super chat and says, Carrie, I never liked her, but I cannot articulate why. Hugs. That's the red, that's the um, red flag, the gut instinct thing that yes. Mikey said he, he was overriding it. A lot of people override their gut. I used to. And it doesn't mean your gut's always right, but you should listen to it. Yeah, but if you have that, you should stop and like ask, you should really start investigate like, oh, is there something to this? Don't you don't just dismiss it, right? Yes. Um, which, you know, we can all learn that lesson, myself included. Uh, all right. Adam Coleman says, I found Carrie through the doctor. I watched the whole video and she's nuts. She thinks <laughs> she thinks she single handedly stopped CRT. It's not even stopped. The hotel <laughs> situation was off to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was off. It was off. Adam Coleman again says, I think Mikey is right. Give it time and she'll write a book about how she left the right. She's already kind of talked about that a little bit, right? She's now, this is honestly the, the whole thing. Of all the things that she's done, the thing that's emotionally impacted me the worst has been the fact that the Von Mises caucus likes her. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, such a geek. I'm, I'm like, oh my God, oh, guys, wake they, up, please. They don't know, no, but they'll be, give it two weeks. <laughs> I think it was the parody account that was like something like two weeks from now. The Von Mises people are lying. You know, yeah, like, I know. Like, <laughs> I can't wait for that. I'm like, please, please have your falling out talk. soon. Not oh, the Von Mises caucus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely um, mean this. I feel bad. <laughs> I feel worse for anyone close to a person like this than I do for their people who are on the other side who are the perceived enemies now because the people close <laughs> don't even realize what they're doing. And yeah. what personal info and stuff they're giving up to this. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, TPS says, I had no idea. I'm not on Twitter. Hugs. Fire uh, Tomsky Aww. says, Carrie, he's giving you 10 lira. He <laughs> Thanks, Tyrant. <says, laughs> he says, Carrie, I hate seeing you get so upset about this stuff, but it's understandable. In my opinion, you played it correctly throughout all of it by not engaging or validating her behavior. You're a real class act. Uh -huh. For the most part, I did address it on Twitter a few times, but thank you. I have made missteps. Chris Tebow Scars, oh, Chris Scars says, I'm in the Mises, my, I don't even say it right, the Mises Caucus. <laughs> Sorry, Carter. That's okay. Keep going. I'm in the Mises Caucus, and I'm trying to warn them, but they won't listen. Oh, well. Yeah, see, that was sort of my attitude, is people will just have to learn these things on their own. That was the way I helped. People were like, have you told so-and-so? People who knew what she was, have you told so-and-so to watch out? I was like, no, because they just have to learn that on their own. Like, I think it's fine to privately part. tell someone, and if they push back, just give up and be like, all right, well, I warned you. I'm like, my job's done. I don't have to make it my... Hmm. I think it's fine that you're warning them. Hey, guys, you may want to be careful. If the Mises, right. cauc if Mises Caucus is just going to be... Then whatever. Uh, if the Mises Caucus is just going to be stupid about it, let them be stupid. They'll figure it out. Um, Tebow Talk says, my mother's ex-husband is a sociopath. What I learned is that these people have no limit to the lines they will use to destroy anyone that crosses them. Yes. Yes. That is why they get away with so much in society. They become politicians. <laughs> they become, they run, you know, they run parts of society because they tell such big lies and they, they do, they do things there. One of the knitters told me way early at the beginning of this, a knitter who told me not to engage Carter um, said, you can't even fathom. There's no way to win with the narcissist because if you ignore it, 
they get to set the narrative and that sucks and they get to bully you and harass you and you feel like you can't defend yourself and that sucks. But if you address it and defend yourself and try to set the record straight, they love it. They get off on it. She used to say she gets off on this. She said that publicly that this is her fetish, but they get off on it and they win that way too. And, and, and she said, Carrie, they, you can't even fathom what this person will do to you. Like the, the depths they'll go to. And, and that's true. Like you can't, this kind of a, a personality, it goes back to that, the big lie. People just can't imagine that someone would lie about certain things. So anyway, TPS. I think all do well to remember that there are bad actors yes. in the world. There are bad actors. Many of them hold office and you vote for them. <laughs> yes. In fact, probably a much higher percentage of them hold office. Uh, I think so. Then, I know, think so. Work at the 7-Eleven or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, TPS, thank you, says the sun still shines. St. Sophie's Shoal and Theoden. What is that? Looks like a place, but I don't know. St. Sophie. Uh, maybe it's up. a reference. Just maybe the sun still shines is some reference. Um, Columbus Cynic uh, gives us 50 bucks. Thank you, Columbus Wow. Cynic, says, thank you. Didn't you just celebrate something wonderful, Carrie? One year of greatness shall not be overshadowed by the petty, vapid, and spiteful. It has to be your choice. Head up and remain true to yourself. Karma has mass and kinetic energy. I.e. inertia. Celebrated. It'll happen. Carter, get this. Yesterday mm -hmm. was the six-month anniversary of my wedding. Can you believe it's been six months since you were here? No. It's Time is flying. But yeah, we, we had a... We joked up. I don't, I don't know what the gift is for six months. Like what comes before paper? Is it iceberg lettuce? Because <laughs> that's what we had. <laughs> we were like, paper. let's oh. go get a salad. <laughs> <laughs> that's it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trinoculus P says, <laughs> um, Romans 834, who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Jenilyn just gives Hi, you some hearts. Hi, Thank you. Gives you some hearts. Sue Escobar says, Carrie, I strongly recommend that you consider legal action against her. I strongly recommend you don't, but okay. Yeah, I don't, uh, someone I don't wanna... doing 12 hate videos on you sounds like harassment to me. She won't stop unless the law stops her. At least look into it. I know other people who are considering that, but I don't think that is right for me because it is that entanglement and it just keeps... Well, think about how much of your life... Yeah, I don't lawsuits can last for years. Do you want this to be the focus of your like a major? No, that's not. I mean, it's just no, and that's ugh. that's been my for the most part, other than the occasional times I've addressed it. I've been very successful at that mo. I don't dedicate. I don't think about this person, except when I get occasionally messages from people, and then it's like, oh, not again, you know. And it's like, but even with those, I've done. I've gotten much better, you know, especially in the past six months or so, over just sort of. Like, whatever. What it is, it is what it is. People will believe what they want to believe. It's okay. That's what that piece was about. It's like, it literally is okay if no one ever believes you. Imagine that world. And once you're okay with it, then you're free. If you imagine a world where nobody ever believes what you're saying, nobody ever believes the truth but you, that's okay. That's all you need. Uh, Super Iron Bob says social media rewards showing people the toxic things that will upset them enough that they reply, but not so much they quit out. 
For sanity's sake, I recommend setting timelines to time-based, not algorithms. Oh, yeah, I always do timeline-based, not algorithm-based stuff. Uh, I assume everyone does that, but I guess maybe not. So if you don't, on Twitter and most social media, you can say, don't give me what you recommend, give me the latest. They still don't give you the exact latest. They throw in some recommended stuff, so it's kind of a misnomer, but it's better. Um, Keith the Hack Guy says, Mikey's video has 5,095 views as of now, published two days ago. A lot of people now know who didn't before. Yes, All and right. there are more people speaking now, too. And I'll Fight You Naked says, I hope my joke about your stalker made you laugh. I don't know. Where oh, <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, one humor. more. Hey, man. Humor is still the best weapon. I mean, it's the best mental health weapon and everything against bad ideology and bad people. <laughs> yeah. G-Man says, never slam the brakes when a squirrel runs in front of your car. The only thing worse than hitting a squirrel is slowly rolling over one. I'm not sure exactly how that analogy uh, helps, but thank you. I don't. Okay. I can think of some ways to apply it, uh, perhaps uh, more appropriately. Uh, Rev Reno Vacio says this is not a super chat, but says Carrie, with all due respect, that is the world of being a man these days. Nobody believes you, and everybody believes women. I know. I saw that with Kavanaugh. I saw that happening with Kavanaugh, where this whole thing about leave all women it's just anyway i know that's where we're at oh one more sorry rock lexicon says hugs for carrie thanks for explaining carlin issue i didn't know the scope but i never liked her snark boo to bad actors thanks to you and carter for epitomizing overcoming evil with good okay thank you somebody says thank you rock lexicon somebody says we're the new ross and rachel I don't even, Is I never even watched. Joke? Yeah, I didn't even watch that show. I only saw like a couple episodes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh, well, to switch gears, this is a good entryway into this. Mm. People have been tagging me in and asking me about uh, the new Sex and the City reboot, which I saw a clip of it on Myth Informs Twitter account, and it's super cringe and woke. But the thing is, I never watched Sex in the City. So like, I don't are they really still think women? It... Or do they like guys that identify as women? <laughs> I think they're still women. But okay. I, ne I never saw the show. So I, that's I never one liked of those... the show either. Yeah. yeah. Somebody bought me, the uh, a friend bought me the first season or something. Or bought me some kind of DVD set. And I couldn't even make it through the first car. I just, sorry, I didn't, I didn't get into that show. So I don't even have a reference point for it. But the clip I saw was awful. It was so cringe. It was a... One of the main characters, a white woman, walks into a, a room of people in a circle, like a, some kind of class, and there's two empty chairs, and she goes to sit in one of the empty chairs, and there's all these uh, gender queers. There's a lot of they thems there, and one of them, one of them says, "Oh, sorry, that's the professor's seat." And so the that main was real. What? I saw oh, that you saw clip. that? That was real? I that's thought that was just a parody city. someone made. No, that's real. And so she... Oh, my God. Yeah, it's terrible, right? That's the new Sex in the City. She goes... I thought it was a parody at first, too. She goes to sit in the other chair, and then a black woman comes in, and, and the white character, the main character goes... Says something about a... You know, hey, tells the black woman, oh, that's the professor's chair. And the black woman's like, I am the professor. And then she's like, 
oh, you are? I didn't mean anything. I mean, you have braids. And you're like, she just starts saying all this awkward, ridiculous yeah, it's not because you're black. It's of course I expect, I knew you were black from the photo, but it's braids. Not that as a white person, I, it, yeah, it's this total. It's it's. I don't even Somebody, think it captures it captures the perfectly the mentality of liberal white women right now. Though, yes, leftist. White it women. does. Oh, and one of the attendees is like, "Way to assume my pronouns." And then it, it, <laughs> the whole thing is terrible. But the thing is, they they create that kind of a racist white woman, or they they make her worse because. You know, that kind of a racist white woman, that character exists because of woke ideology. That woman exists because of woke ideology. And then what do they do? They make fun that of her. That woman also makes more. Like, that woman is the... Yeah. I, she's the fodder of woke ideology. Like, woke ideology yes. couldn't exist without women like that. Yes. <laughs> they it could exist it. without her. They, she spreads it. And still, they make yep. fun of her. I went... Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Let it's me like a kink. More. It's like she spreads it. She's there like, dominate me. <laughs> and she's she spreads her like subbiness all over the world and it's, it's contagious and they're like yes. i'll go recruit some more subs for you yeah so i'm going to tell you one more anecdote carter and i mentioned this also in my essay um i was at a christmas party and this is this is an inspiring story but also has some sad parts i'll make it really fast though there was a, a woman there a friend of a friend i've met her before She's in the, she's a white woman in the woke cult. The past couple times I've met her, she said some sort of very woke things that was just kind of like, okay, I just let it go. I don't argue. I usually don't argue with people like that. I just, it's like, whatever, not in real life. I, I just let her believe what she wants to believe. And, but this time there were like cracks in the wokeness. Like, and the last time I saw her was like two years ago. So there's been some time. And she's, she's really, um, charismatic and confident. And she kind of is like at a party. She's that person who's the center of, she knows how to command attention and tell stories. She's the center of attention, but her confidence would crack every once in a while. And she would catch herself and then say, well, I mean, but I, I know I don't need, I don't get to have an opinion on that because I'm not black. And she would like restrain herself. Her natural confidence would disappear. And then she would say these really weird cult like things. And, or she'd say, oh, but I wouldn't even presume to have an opinion on that because I'm not trans. And so we started talking and, and um, I asked her I, at one point, like, what do you, because she said, I can never say something like, I said, why do you think that? Why do you think you don't get to have an opinion? Well, you know, I mean, I could never, everybody would immediately unfriend me. She's like, you don't want to be canceled. And it just struck me that this goes back again to that fear of what people think of you. She's afraid of what everyone in her social circle will think of her. But even she, this is the positive part of the story. Even this person now sees the excesses of woke culture and her mind. I don't think she sees the big picture yet. She's at the very beginning of questioning this stuff. She just sees some of what she considers the excesses. She saw the way the woke cult reacted to Dave Chappelle's special. And that, in, that affected her. She had a personal thing happen with a friend because of that. And, and I kind of look at her and I'm like, you are on the right path. Like, I want to cheer her on. We had a really frank discussion. It was very good. And, and I see, but I, I wasn't pushing too hard or anything. I was mostly just letting her tell me about where she's at. And then I was saying a few things that happened to me and how I left that world, but that person's on the right path. And I guess I, that, that Miranda, that's the character in that sex in the city thing, Carter. She, 
this person used to be that woman for me. She used to be that kind of a woke white woman and she's waking up. So anyway, that was positive. And our Karika in chat says, does she have an opinion on men? I bet she does. Yes. Uh, and she will share that because she's a woman and this ideology says she can have an opinion right, on men. She's allowed to do that. Yes. I That's look, I, this might be, I, we might get some people that are pissed at me for this, but I, the little bit I saw of the original sex in the city, I think is every bit toxic femininity, all worshiped into one big package. It was horrible to me. I was like, who want, this is, it's everything wrong with what's going like, and we're going to worship it and celebrate it. It just was horrible. Uh, so I don't know why that needed to be rebooted. And I certainly don't know why they needed to make it worse. Uh, so. I think I actually agree with you. I, I don't know why. I, I just didn't get into it. The friend who gave it to me, she's like, oh, you love the Golden Girls. You'll love this. And I'm no, no, it's not the same. I've only watched one episode of the Golden Girls because of you. But I can tell you it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same vibe. They're both both shows about four women friends, and they're both written by gay men. But that's where the similarities stop. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, let me do one more super chat. Little Ragamuffin says, it's human nature to believe negative info over good. So even defending yourself and sharing the truth will get buried under the false negative news. Yes. True freedom is knowing this and being okay with it. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah. Thank you, lady. Let them, let them do their thing. Go about your life. Just let the toxic people live in their own world. And like I said, other people will figure it out. They'll figure it out eventually. It's okay. Greg the um, Baritone says, it's called a paper tiger. No offense to your pup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything okay. else to add about Sex in the City reboot? I didn't realize that was a real clip. I thought that was a parody. Is that? It's hard to tell. Nowadays, it's hard to tell what's a parody. Yeah. No, that's all I have to say. Someone says Hale carries Jane hat. That is not a Jane hat. Carter has a Jane hat. <laughs> now I got to show you a Jane. So Heather in our community made this hat for me, but Sue made this hat for Carter. And it's, it is the Jane hat. This is a Jane hat. <laughs> <sighs> she even oh put God. in all the mistakes. I know. She, she has, she sent me this, uh, description of what the mistakes were and the mistakes that ma Cobb, jane's mom made when she was knitting it and apparently it's hard to, to if you're a real knitter it's hard to like intentionally make mistakes so there you go all right i'm not going to leave it on though we'll stick it over on top of play-doh all right jane and play-doh go together okay so what what else what do you want to talk about in the news Well, this is a bit of a sad story for me because it was failure instead of success uh, here. But um, Beverly can maybe pull it up. Brazil, Brazil was attacked by hackers, and unfortunately, they failed, apparently. I thought they succeeded at first. I'm going to read this. It says, Brazil's health portals hit by hackers. Websites belonging to Brazil's health ministry have been taken down by ransomware attack that also hit systems holding details about the country's immunization program and portals used to issue digital vaccination certificates. In a statement, the Ministry of Health noted that an incident in the early hours of Friday had temporarily compromised some systems and added that the federal police and national security agencies were investigating. The ministry confirmed that the systems were still unavailable. 
they told uh, health minister told reporters that no data would be lost. This is the problem. Health minister Marcelo uh, Quiroga, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, told reporters that no data would be lost, insisting that the minister Ministry of Health still holds all the information that was taken, copied, and deleted during the hack. This is the part that I'm sad about. That's all. It was <laughs> there was there was a moment there was a moment where we thought perhaps all of Brazil's vaccination status data got lost and. What would they do? Oh no! It would be a, it would be horrible. How would you survive as a country if your vaccination database got deleted by mistake? Uh, but unfortunately, they have backups. So hackers, do a better job. This is shoddy work. That's all. That's okay, all between do. this and the last video where you were encouraging people to hack. <laughs> I'm just saying it's, look, I'm not encouraging you to hack. I'm just saying if you were to hack, this would be an example of shoddy work. Right? And the consequences, if you were to successfully hack, would be, and I'm not making a moral judgment about this at this moment, the consequences would be that the government would be left in a position where they didn't know who was vaccinated and who wasn't. And imagine, imagine the... Imagine how Fauci would feel about that. And then you decide for yourself what you want to do. Carter, I have something. <laughs> Uh-oh. I have something to send you. You and Beverly. You're sending me something. I'm going to read Pirate Tomsky's uh, super chat. He says, it's the edge of the world and all of Western civilization. The sun may rise in the east. At least it's settled in a final location. And he's quoting, but I don't know what he's quoting. I don't so, know, but that's a lovely quote. Uh, somebody it, it in the rhymes. chat. I'll give it that. Somebody, I think it was Fit American said, this wasn't a super chat, but he <laughs> said, Carter reads Bible verses like he's reading the ingredients on a cereal box. <laughs> I read everything like I'm reading. You know, that's you know, true. What? He does. Yeah. Just, uh, by the way, Rock Lexicon points out that I'm a glowy. He says, Carter's a fed. You told us that if anyone tells us to do something illegal, they're the fed. Damn it. I, I, <laughs> I undermined myself. Um, I didn't say to do it. I just said, if one were to do it, this would be an example of shoddy work. All right. What did you say? Were you sending me something? Yeah. Can you put up this image? I sent you in Beverly. Oh, so okay. I didn't make this meme, but I shared it. It's, uh, I've, it says, if you're just, if you're just listening, you're not watching at the top. It says, seems like everything under the sun now causes heart issues. That's odd. And then it's a collection. It's one of these memes where people just took a collection of recent news articles. And we've talked about some of these, but it's really something to behold them all in one meme. Um, up on the left, there's a news headline, a recent news headline that says, Tis the season, the ways cold weather can affect your body from winter vagina to blood clots. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't want to appear ignorant. Um, I am a man of the world in many ways. <laughs> I've never heard Carrie. What's winter vagina? I've not. You heard this you don't have one. <laughs> what is this? What is winter vagina? I've... Winter vagina was the name of my band in college. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> that's not, that makes sense. Winter vagina <laughs> is not a thing. I don't. I think if you probably looked up that term on the on the internet, if you duck duck goat it, you would see that that's something that just happened this year. 
But there were a couple of articles about it, and they're blaming they're blaming it for blood clots. They're saying uh, these Dear blood Penthouse, clots. House, I'm dating this woman, <laughs> and she's great, but she has winter vagina. What do I do? <laughs> Sorry, I... yeah, but they're they're saying that uh, it's responsible for blood clots and other things that uh, that we're seeing an increase of in other health. Problems. I thought climate change was responsible for all of that. Now, well, don't worry, we're getting to that. Here's another headline. Okay. Let's see which one you buy. Okay, <laughs> is right. it? Winter they're vagina. all true because they're com- they all look like they're from mainstream media sources, so they must all be true. Yeah, they're all from mainstream media. Here's another one. Study e-cigarettes increase stroke risk at earlier ages than conventional cigarettes. Okay. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so far we have winter vagina, e-cigarettes. Um, you know what I'm voting for, but okay. <laughs> okay, here's the third one. Rise in heart attacks attributed to pandemic stress. That's at the very bottom there. So mm-hmm. pandemic stress. Um, here's the New York Post. This, the little known heart attack that's striking fit in healthy women as young as 22. Hmm. Uh, here's one climate change. Oh, there we go. Any, anybody have their money on climate change? Climate change may bing, cause bing, bing. increased rates of heart defects in babies. <laughs> it may or may not. Yeah. Um, here's one that just asked the question. Why are heart attacks becoming common in seemingly fit people? Um, this is one from this past summer. Cannabis. Cannabis. Uh-oh. Cannabis use disorder. Yeah. Cannabis use disorder may be linked to a growing number of heart attacks in young adults. Younger adults. What is? I, you know what? I've never heard of cannabis use disorder, and I was in the cannabis industry it, at some point. It's actually caused by winter vagina. Oh. Um, I understand, <laughs> so I understand now. Two. Okay. Uh, here's, here we go. I thought, is that what <laughs> Seth Rogen's suffering from? Was it winter vagina or cannabis use disorder? <laughs> is it one of those two? It's December. He is currently. <laughs> he has both now. <laughs> now he has. It's compounded. I heard a- if you have cannabis use disorder already, your winter vagina is particularly virulent. <laughs> okay. Here's. Here's one. COVID-19 pandemic increasing risk of anxiety and therefore heart disease. I think they mean government response to the COVID-19. <laughs> but okay, I that one I'll buy. Okay, here's the final one. Anybody have their money on, uh, on daylight savings time? Stroke. Millions at greater risk of stroke when the clocks change. How to lower your odds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know what's great is uh, the propagandists, although they still have a lot of power and they're all over the place, they're also becoming less competent. So it's, it's really, it's just getting funny. It's like, really? This is, yeah. this is the best you can do, guys? Winter vagina yes. and daylight savings time? This is your, this is yeah. what you're going with? I was Goebbels would not have allowed this. <laughs> I was talking with someone on Twitter, I think it was this morning, about how oh, she was saying how crazy it is that the mainstream media they they refer to, whenever they talk about Joe Rogan, they say podcaster in this really derisive right. mocking tone. Podcaster, horse podcaster. medicine ingesting podcaster, Joe Rogan. Podcaster. But the thing is, they're upset because 
podcasters have greater public trust at the moment than the mainstream media does, and they should. And yeah, how much? Have, how much money did you sell your company to Spotify for, Brian Stelter? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> right. How how big is your audience, Brian Stelter, yeah, compared to Joe Rogan? That's the thing. Is they have they have bigger audiences too. They have more trust and. And the mainstream media, the legacy media, the gatekeepers are upset about that. This is also why they work with YouTube to censor and, and um, try and deplatform people and demonetize people. Uh, but so one of the, the trends I've seen online, and I, I fully support this, I wholeheartedly support this, I think people should do it, is they've started calling mainstream media personalities content creators, which they hate. <laughs> they hate. <laughs> Just knock you down a peg to, you know. I like that. <laughs> Brian Stelter is a content creator for CNN. <laughs> and Tim Pool is a news anchor. Yeah. <laughs> a reporter. Yeah. I like that. Someone says, I think that Malice started that. That would Probably. not surprise me. That would not surprise me. <laughs> Probably. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Gotta gotta hand it to Malice with that stuff. All right. Well, um, thank you for thank you for that. Now I know what to avoid if I don't want to have a stroke. <clears throat> I'm sure it has nothing to do with pharmaceuticals. That's the one thing I'm uh, sure of. I'm absolutely positive. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I don't I wonder if we're gonna get to a place where we can even talk openly about 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 people that you know, about medical issues, about things. Again, those are the kind of things that it's it's really had a, a stifling effect on content creators, on podcasters <laughs> online, because they're they're almost more um, the plat the platforms are they they have um, itchier trigger fingers about that than they do about woke stuff. They'll take your video down and demonetize you like that over something COVID related. But yeah, yeah, which which is weird because I think you're allowed to say other even well until recently you were allowed to say lots of things medically that were wrong, um, but like even even outright wrong medically yeah. you were allowed to just say, um, but this really this really bothers them because uh, that new world order the great reset can't happen without some kind of you need, you need some justification for it. So yeah. it's got to be COVID. Um, someone says Michael Crichton predicted all this climate nonsense back in the 90s. I think everyone predicted climate nonsense. In the 90s. It's just, yeah, I mean, it does read like a Michael Crichton novel, though. Yeah. All right. Anything else that you want to talk about? I mean, we don't even have to keep going today. It was a weird show. It was we a could. weird show. And we just appreciate you sticking in for it. I feel like I have run an emotional marathon and I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I kind of feel like anything we add now is like, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. We're out of energy for it. Oh, can I tell you, it. I've been showing you these exciting books, right? Did I show you, did I show you this one? Cause I went to that bookstore where everything was really cheap. Oh, mm -hmm. 50 yeah. cents. Did I show you this one? Cults, terror, and mind control. I don't. 
remember, maybe. This one is really good. This one was written sometime uh, pretty soon after 9-11, I think. And so he's coming at it from this point of view of uh, he's, he's addressing Islamic terrorism, but he's also bringing in all these cults. He's, he's also addressing it through cults and, and a lot of the religious cults of the seventies and things. And um, it's fascinating so far. So if anybody, it's called anybody who's just Interesting. listening and not watching, it's called cults, terror and mind control by Raphael Aaron, A-R-O-N. I highly mm. recommend it. Um, also Beverly, can you, post uh i know you already did post a link to mikey's video can you do it again in chat for people who are in here late people are asking for it oh and um put, put my essay in there too if you would not oh, mind Oh, essay. yep yep um all right well i mean yeah there's a couple more stories i want to talk about but i, I kind of i do feel like it's been an hour and a half it's a good show we will be back on friday um i haven't even said this to carrie so maybe she'll disagree so i'm not going to say that this is definitely true because we haven't talked about it but I'm thinking Friday should be our last show for a couple of weeks. Then we should take some time off um, for the holidays. Um, I think so. I think so too. Unless we do there some kind go. of fri uh, Christmas celebration show. Yes. Separate, separate from that. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I um, love this month so much. Like I just, every time I come to see you, Carter, I get excited. I'm like, it's our Christmas episode. Although it's not, it's like every episode in December is like our Christmas episode in terms of how I feel about it. <laughs> like, I'll have to dress really? up another time. I'll do. I'll, I'll dress up again. We'll do another one, maybe. Yeah. Um, but are you gonna watch? So I know Die Hard is your favorite Christmas movie. We've talked about this before. Yes. Have you already watched it? No, I watch okay. it usually when I'm wrapping presents. And on third last Thursday, I like I said before. I think I hate shopping so much. Last Thursday, I it was the most grueling day of work I've done in a long time because I shopped all day online. That's all I did was like shopped for people that's all like all day it was horrible but i it's got fun. basically that's, everything done that's fun so, <laughs> it was the worst day ever i was like i needed to drink at the end of the day and i collapsed i'm like oh my god this was horrible um but it got it done so now i can i can watch die hard another awesome christmas movies well you know what other movie i watched which is not a christmas movie what? i watched the original the day the earth stood still oh um, i want to see that it's actually quite it's actually quite libertarian in many ways. Um, it's it's not it doesn't beat you over the head with it at all, but it's uh, this race of aliens comes to visit and they basically say to the earth like either you adopt libertarianism or we blow you out of the sky those and like and in those are your options and and when they they don't say libertarianism they mean like, the initiation of the use of force, like stop initiating force against each other. Wow. And like, and against uh, like, cause we don't want you to spread that out. And if you don't do that, we'll just blow up earth. <laughs> it was it's okay. a cool movie. Okay. I just looked it up. Cause I couldn't remember if I had seen this, I was confusing it with the day of the Triffids, which was about the same time, like 1951. Oh, maybe. Yeah. It, do you know the day of the Triffids? No. It's a post-apocalyptic novel. You you would probably like but this I like book. It. Yes. Okay. But The Day the Earth Stood Still, was that based on a book? I don't know. I don't know. Someone says I only like it because they use diamonds as money. They do. Uh, they do use diamonds as money. But, um, no, I don't. 
I don't know. I, I only know that so, movie because growing up, my dad was a sci-fi fan and he watched that all the time. And so, and, and all like a lot of sci-fi stuff. So that would just became one of my things. Someone says it's their, their mom's favorite movie, Day of the Triffids. Triffids. So Day of the Triffids was a book and yeah, I think it was a movie. I don't think I've seen the movie. I'll, I'll check it out. Someone and said the about... remake with Keanu Reeves. Do not watch the remake with Keanu Reeves. It has nothing to do with the original one. It's it's about get this. Uh, this is relevant to carnivores. It's about these tall uh, carnivorous plants, much like zombies that are sort of taking over the planet. They, they eat people, um, and they all vote a certain way. They all <laughs> well. There's speculation that they were biologically engineered through gain of function research by the Russians and accidentally <laughs> released into the wild. I'm not kidding. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> they don't use the phrase gain of function, but that's what they're describing. Okay. Nice. Someone's confusing with the trouble with tribbles, which is one of the best Star Trek episodes. Oh. I agree. Um, but it's not the trouble with tribbles. It sounds much, much darker <laughs> than the trouble with tribbles. I love All you, Carter. Right. So yes, I love you too. We will do. I'm a very show. grateful for you, and we will do a show on Friday. On Friday, Josh Slocum will be here. You have all week to read the book. Read the book. Hold on, I have it. I have it. Uh, there, Carrie's got. It. All right. Um, yeah, read the book. We have book club on Sunday. I don't know if we have any deprograms this week. We have Dangerous Thoughts on Wednesday. We got Book Club on Sunday, and we got Coffee Break on Friday with Josh Slocum. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, do all those stuff. Press the press the subscribe button. Make sure that you're still subscribed. If you think you are, you should double check. Um, and I guess that's it. Anything else, Carrie? I think that's all. Have a beautiful day. Have a beautiful week. You too. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy. So go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now. And you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by Dr. Fauci. All praise be to his name. The following co-conspirators have been asking too many questions. You know what to do. Once the Maxwell trial is over, we promise there will be no more pedophiles among the ruling class. Just one more job to combat the Zeta variant. Oops I mean the Omicron variant. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. 
thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.